today's episode, we're going to go over some cigar myths. Fact? No, shit. Cigar myths, debunked or not? Stay tuned. It's the Burndown. I didn't really like that one. Going through some cigar myths. Are they a fact or are they false? True or false? Factoid or not? <laughs> fact or false? True or fiction? <laughs> true or false fiction? Fact. Whoopsies. <laughs> I was like, cigar debunked or not, not. debunked. What's going on, buddy? Today's episode, we're going over some cigar myths, fact or fiction, coming up next on The Burndown. What's going on, everybody? It's Eric from The Burndown Podcast. Brother Cigar, Justin, Dapper Cigar. We are back with another episode. (laughs) And we're here to talk about some common cigar myths. That's right. We're here to either talk about if they're true or not. We have so a- is a myth. So is a myth by nature already not true because it's a myth. Yeah, right. I don't. Yeah, right? it's a myth. Like it's like that doesn't it? That's like fantasy. the Bigfoot myth. Yeah, it's it's not real. It's a myth. The Loch Ness monster myth. So these are more. These are just like cigar. I would say statements or cigar uh, comments. What's the word? Um, is it uh, fact or fiction? Is it fact or fiction, or is it like a what's the word? Because uh, like MythBusters, right? Yeah. Is it, is it, let's is myth is by is nat- naturally false, right? I would think so. Myth. Let's look up what the word myth. 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 myth, myth I broke my back. I broke my. I, I went to doc. Doctor says, Mike, you broke your back. I was doing sit ups. Two, three thousand of them. Doctor says, "Mike, you broke your back." All right. Final myth is a traditional story, especially one concerning the early history of a people, or explaining some natural or social phenomenon, and typically involving supernatural beings or events. Oh, so it says a widely held but false belief or idea. All right. So by nice. nature, it's it's false. False. All right. So these so, are just going to be some cigar. Uh, we have some different articles things. here that we printed out that we want to kind of go through. Go through them, see uh, see what they say. So we're going to say some things that we've read on the internet. That's not a thing. Is the, 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 the internet. Inter- internet of cigars? Is it fact or fiction? True. Right. True. True. All right. Here's the first one, and I and I don't have to even read any of these, but Cuban cigars are unequivocally the best cigars. Myth. False. False. Fiction. Fact. Not. That, not fact. That is incorrect. I think maybe back in the day, because of the popularity and it's the just embargo. a popularity contest at that point. Though even back yeah. in the day, I don't even think it's. It all depends yeah. on who and what yeah. you, what you like. Yeah, I mean, if cigars, you know, I we always say sometimes when we smoke Cubans, we it's like a sixty forty percent chance that they have a tighter draw. I mean, I right? did that is that is I think a fact. Is, is that well, I don't know. I would say that it's kind of fifty-fifty when it comes to Cubans that they do natu- they tend to have a tighter draw. I don't I don't know why. So what I was I trying to say you. was, I'm sure they've been making Cuban cigars the same way they bid they did back in the nineteen early nineteen hundreds, twenties, thirties, forties, fifties. So it probably just like anything else, it's a it's a brand name thing, it's a marketing thing. You know, being that Cubans were so illegal, it's something that people 
can't have so they want to have it and when they do have it it's like ooh ah ooh because ah. there's so many good non cuban cigars so yes. many what do they call it new world cigars right from all different countries yeah nicaragua honduras dominican republic uh Demi- did i say dominican republic honduras nicaragua and uh what am i missing i'm missing one more dominican republic nicaragua honduras and cuban um yeah cuba yeah but is there another one i mean you have like mexico and yeah well spots. there's mexican dominican peruvian um honduran nicaragua dominican dominican republic um you have africa there is you have there United is one States. but like the three main it's dominican republic nicaragua and we said honduran, honduras i'm drawing a blank why the fuck i mean I, there's brazilian i i feel like i'm drawing a blank there's but. cameroon there's yeah, that's Africa. Um, but yeah, again, that for I mean, me, there's Bahamas. But I think that is more of just a a name brand type of thing. I don't see, at least today, Cuban cigars being unequivocally the best cigars in the world because they're not. No, it's basically here's the thing. They're not. It's Cuban. It Cuban cigar is tobacco from Cuba. Okay, and. Naturally, you can have good tobacco. You can have bad tobacco. It's just a country. Just because it comes from that country doesn't mean it's going to be 100% the best cigar you ever had in your life. Mm. If you don't like Cuban flavor, you're not going to like the cigar. So to you, it's not going to be good. Just like you go to, just because the wine comes from Italy doesn't mean it's going to be the best wine in the world. Yeah. Right? Just because the wine comes from France doesn't mean it's going to be the best. Or just because the champagne comes from France doesn't mean it's the best champagne. Like, it, there's different region. There's different wineries. There's different... Um, tobacco farms. Or it's it's up to you. Could be good. Could be bad. It's up to the user. Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Flying Cigar Company. Visit flyingcigars.com for all your cigar needs, including our cigar, The Blueprint. Flying Cigar Company has been a valued partner of the Burn Down podcast since we first launched The Blueprint back in July of 2022. Not only are they the exclusive online retailer for our cigar, but they have a great selection of sampler packs, accessories, and humidors. And one of our favorite things about working with Flying Cigar Company is a portion of each sale will go to a veteran organization so you know you're representing a good cause. So visit flyingcigars.com and get your blueprints today. All right, so here's another one. JFK stockpiled on his favorite Cuban cigars, speaking of Cuba, before signing the embargo. That is... A factoid. This uh, is true. So actually, true. so so JFK actually ordered his right hand man to. So at the, I don't. It wasn't the vice president. So right hand man's bad. It was the uh, his uh, boy secretary of something. I forgot. But he ordered him to go get him, uh, like five hundred or a thousand. I think it was H Upmans. Yeah. Before the, uh, the petite. Yeah. I think before. Uh, the very next day when he signed the, the embargo. There's a cool video on YouTube with like a bunch of guys, I think, in the UK at like a round table. And they're all smoking cigars. And it's either the guy that did it or the guy who knew the guy who did it. And he talks about the whole story about JFK. was like, You can oh, get your hand on those cigars? Ooh, yeah, right. daddy. I don't even think that. I don't even know that they're around. But this one. All cigar smokers are snobs. That's such a stupid one. That's such a, what's the word? That's such a, uh, uh, 
you know, like all white people are hillbillies. What's that? What's the what's the thing I'm calling? Such a stereotype. That's what it is. Stereotype. I couldn't think of the word. So stereotypical. Stereotypical. Um, Cigar people are not snobs. You can be any kind of walk of life, any occupation, any background, and like cigars. So they're not for snobs. Here's something that's actually I don't know if a lot of people know this, but the darker the wrapper, the stronger the cigar. Is that true or false? I would say ninety percent of that is true, and then ten percent of it is false because it's not. Oh, it oh, that makes no sense. It's it has to be false because it's not all the time. No, it's 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 false. It's one hundred percent false. Is because just because it has a darker wrapper. <laughs> so how I try to work that around? Yeah, I know. No, it's uh, it's false because just because it has a darker wrapper does not mean it's gonna be a darker cigar. It all depends on the blend. It all depends on where the, the tobacco is from. You can have cigars that have a Connecticut wrapper that are full bodied. You can have cigars that have a Maduro wrapper that are lighter bodied. It all depends on the blend of the cigar. Yeah, that thing's going right in my face, bitch. Sorry, my bad. Um, a cigar's flavor comes from the wrapper. How about a cigar? That? So this, I, I have a feeling I know what the answer is going to be. Let's see what they say here. But this is this is totally subjective. Although it comes from generally true observation, the wrapper adds a lot of flavor to the cigar. Many smokers will emphasize to the point a bit past when it is true. The cigar's flavor is determined by a lot more than the type of wrapper. The size and shape, a.k.a. the Vitola, has a lot to do with the taste of the cigar. And I, so, too, the binder and filled tobaccos have a lot to do with the taste. Yeah. So, I would say this. And I actually explained this when I was doing the uh, the wedding. When we were uh, – I was recently at a wedding, uh, and we were hired to um, – well, I was – the burnout was hired. Eric wasn't there because he wasn't invited to the wedding. He doesn't know this person, okay? But the burndown was hired to do the a cigar bar at the wedding. So, shout out if anybody's getting married and you want to do cigar bars, we do it. Uh, and I was talking to one of the guys, and he was asking where the flavor comes from. He goes, does it, and he asked me, does it come from the wrapper? Like, wrapper? I said, listen, yes, the wrapper is going to contribute to the flavors of the cigar. The wrapper is what your lips are actually touching when you're smoking a cigar. So, yes, it will... Um, give you flavors. However, However, it has to do with the entire blend of the cigar. Okay. Otherwise, if the entire blend, if the blend of the cigar didn't matter, then everybody would just use the same exact tobacco in the blend and just put different wrappers. Yeah. Like the inside would not matter. It would all be the same, but that's not the case. So when you first light, light the cigar, the first thing your mouth touches is the wrapper. It's the first thing your lips touch. You're going to get those flavors. But as you get into the cigar and as you op- it opens up a little bit more, you'll start getting some different flavors from the binder, from the filler, from the different from the blend of the cigar. So I think that it's a it's false. It does not come solely from the flame from the wrapper. And I've heard it before. I've heard a lot of actually well known um, people. In the industry, say that it comes strictly from the wrapper. Yeah, I've heard that too. I've but, heard it from from. I'm not going to name any names, but I've heard it from but people. To me, that, that makes no sense because it, yeah. how how can you have all all of the cigar? You have the binder, the filler, the wrapper. You have the different sizes. How could it only solely come from the wrapper only? Right, and like, like I said, if it did, then everything would be the same on the inside. Yeah, that's not the case. 100%. Otherwise, you'd have no blends. Everything would just be... Yeah, what's the point of blending cigars? What's right. the point of having eight different countries in a, in a cigar? Think Six. logically. Yeah. This is one I haven't really heard too often, but it says white ash means the tobacco is high quality. Uh, false. Have you ever heard of that? I have, and it's false. So this is, this is from Matthias at Fine, Fine Tobacco NYC. It says, uh, it seems like human nature to be connected to purity and quality. Cigars with very white ash tend to have higher amounts wrong cigars 
me see here. Yeah, it all depends on the minerals. If the ash looks clean, then the tobacco must be processed better, right? Wrong. Cigars with very white ash tend to have higher amounts of calcium and magnesium, which, though important for a good cigar, don't make a good cigar. There are plenty of cigars with salt and pepper ash that smoke incredibly well, and I've had white ash cigars that are incredibly bland. A good discussion yep. on it here. It all depends like on the minerals of the soil where the tobacco was, was grown. Yeah, I never I never heard of uh, yep. white ash being high quality. So shout out to Fine Tobacco NYC. That was a good one. What else you got? So I, this is interesting because this is, depends on how you take that. But it says a cigar should be warmed before smoking. Now, cigar should be warmed. my question is, my, I have a follow-up question to this. What do you mean by warm? Do you mean like warm, you mean like that? warming up the actual, like overall temperature of the cigar? Like when you, if you keep your cigars like in a cigar, uh, in a cigar fridge, your temperature is controlled, right? You have sixty eight percent humidity, sixty eight degrees, or seventy percent and seventy degrees, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, are you saying that you need to warm your cigar up to eighty five degrees before you smoke it, or are you saying you need to warm the tobacco, the foot of the tobacco, like toasting? Toasting would essentially be warming up this, but yeah. you're actually so it's kind of two ways. If you're saying that you need to warm the entire temperature of the cigar, that is false. You do not need to do that, and you shouldn't do that. But if you're saying, like, just warm up the foot and toast that, yes, you should absolutely toast your cigar before you light it, before you actually smoke it. Yeah. No, I, I'm looking at another one here. Let's see. You know what I'm saying? I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, let's see. You should lick the entire cigar before lighting it. Yeah, lick that bitch. Yeah, suck that bitch dry, boy. This is uh, obviously no. Not, you, should, obviously, you should not do that. Obviously not true. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's not like Fat Joe licking the bottom of a fresh Nike on just, MTV Cruise. Uh, and, and don't no. do this either. Don't be one of those guys that when you smoke a cigar, you don't need to put your mouth all the way down like an inch and a half, two inches on. Like you see these guys who, like they. I've I've seen a guy at the wedding who's put the cigar like all basically half of it into his mouth. He's gagging on it. I'm like, what do you do? Just put the tip just the tip. What type of shit is that? Just the tip. That's all you need. You just need to cover the cut that you just made. Yeah. And the- you want to hear another thing? You want to talk about oh my god, people cutting the cigars? Oh my god. I will say this. I'm gonna say this. Uh, a side note. Sidebar. Sidebar. And you're gonna enjoy this. So at the cigar bar that we did at the wedding, right? It's totally different than the myths. But we did the cigar bar. I set up the whole thing. They had two boxes. Okay, they had cutters, lighters. They had an ashtray, and we put up a sign that said the uh, cigar bar. Did they make that, or you made that? I made all of it. You they, made that glass stain. Yeah, thing I made too? the glass thing. So Damn. we have, we had, we did it for our wedding. We have the cricket machine, and oh, I do have that. And I had a, a floating frame, so I just printed out. Oh shit! The shit and stick stuck stuck it on that. there. That's pretty sick. And I included, it, and they paid for it, right? They paid us. Um, they paid me. Okay, so it was, it was, you know, a job, but. Yeah, the whole sign, I had pictures of it. It was great. However, somebody had brought a box of Monte Cristo number twos to the wedding mm. for the cigar bar. No problem. Put them next to the, the blueprints. I'll put my cigars against anything. I'll put our cigar against any other brand out there. So I said, fine. So they put it up. I, I, no problem. I opened it up, right? Opened the box, put everything there, put our cards down, made it all look good. And you know, people were. Taking different, and I was looking. I was looking around. Who's smoking blueprints? Who's smoking Monte Cristos? Blah 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 blah. And my wife actually said, "Did you notice all of the cigars that were laying around?" I was like, "I did notice." She goes, "Most of the cigars that were unsmoked were the Cuban cigars, and most of the ones that were fully smoked were blueprints." Hell yeah! And I was like, "I did notice that." 
So I looked around in the ashtrays, and there was a few oddballs of people that smoked half of it. But most of the time, people were putting out the Monte Cristos and smoking the blueprints. Well, the Monte Cristos were also bigger, right? Well, a little bit, yeah. I mean, we had we were thicker. Monte Cristos were a little bit longer. Um, but I noticed that you know people when they first came up, they're like they didn't really know. Oh, I'm going to take the Cubans, right? But then they started grabbing ours, and ours were like gone. Two boxes gone, right? And um, I noticed it. Like people were smoking. There was I was chatting with a guy. We were late. We missed all the entrances to the wedding because he didn't want to put the cigar in. He's like, I don't want to fit. I want to finish this. I don't want. He goes, I can't put this down. You were with them. I was smoking. I was talking to him, oh, and right. I said, Listen, we might want to go in before my wife freaking kills me. And I came in. I was like, Sorry. She's like, Don't even worry about it. You didn't miss much. But like, it was uh, it was cool. He's like, I didn't want to put this down. He smoked all the way to the nub. Hell yeah. And then he took another one for later. Put his pocket. I got I got a call from a tell you one of my clients. I had to talk to her about something, and she was like, And last time I saw her, I was telling her, Hey, you know. I have cigars, podcast, this and that. And they're like, oh, really? That's so cool. So that day when I saw her, she went online and bought cigars. And I, I had no idea until today, until I called her. And she was like, hey, by the way, I bought some of your cigars and I gave them to one of my friends. And he says it was one of the best cigars he ever had. He loved it. Hell yeah, brother. And I was like, really? I was like, well, thank yeah. you for yeah. thank you for supporting. I mean, that's an awesome story. So I was like, who'd you give it to? She's like, one of my friends who loves cigars. And he absolutely said he enjoyed it. And I was like. I love it. That's Now I got. Now I got. Clients and I got my clients buying my own cigars. I got clients on top of clients. Clients and clients. Clients, clients, clients. Yeah, I just thought I was like, hell That's yeah. That's pretty funny. Uh, let's see. Cigar- softer cigars are fresher. <clears throat> softer cigars are fresher? Yeah. The integrity of a premium cigar is directly related to its construction. Cigars that are too soft or spongy are either underfilled, meaning rolled with too little tobacco on the inside, or they've been overhumidified, which is AKA too wet. In either case, a cigar won't burn correctly or taste that great. Handmade cigars are supposed to exhibit a stable firmness from the foot to the cap. That is from Holtz Cigars. Said that. Okay. Shout out to Holtz. See, here's another one. This is from, uh, is this Cigars International? Yeah, Cigars International. So they said, um, a hard cigar means it won't draw. And this is false. This is a myth. So it says, the amount of give your cigar has is dependent on several different factors. When selecting a cigar, don't make assumptions. Bro, I'm blowing the smoke that way, and it's just going right into your face. It says, don't make assumptions. Uh, based on first squeeze too hard, you could end up damaging your cigar. Okay, blah, blah, blah. But it said, it can, a properly stuffed bunch cigar can be stuffed full and very tightly rolled, but still exhibit a perfect draw. Um, it says, more important to look if a cigar feels over spongy. So if it's like... Don't pour over. Now, now again, this is personal preference, too. Like, what we look for... I, I It should give it should have a little bit of a give to it, but it shouldn't be over spongy because then that's either too not enough tobacco in there or it's too moist. And it shouldn't be rock solid, right? But if it is a little firm, it's not necessarily going to be a bad draw. It just means it's a tight, tight pack. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say a little... You don't want to be rock hard, but a little give... It's fine. A little bounciness. I prefer a little bit of a softer cigar, but just like this, like this. Just a little, yeah, a little give, a little give. One time, I got my cousin gave me a cigar. It was like in his car for like fucking weeks. So oh. I was like, Eric, you want this Monte Cristo? Yeah. Not performing. I know where I was. I was like, yeah, sure. And I gave it. He gave it to me, bro. It was like it was like squishing a freaking sour patch. I was like, dude, where's this thing been? He's like, it's been in my car. I'm like, well, no shit. It's so, so fucking moist. Let's see here. Um. Oh, here's a go. 70% humidification or bust. So that's false because, again, it all depends on the, the type of tobacco. It all depends on where it's from. Um, I do know that Cuban tobaccos tend to be 
you know, you keep them more on the lower side. Maduro tobaccos are a little bit um, thicker of a leaf. Uh, it kind of, I think it, var- it, it, it varies. I think seventy is the rule of thumb. But like I said, I kind of like the cigars at like sixty-seven. It's not going to make or break your cigars. Let me no, put it that way. It go anywhere between sixty-five and seventy-five. When I, like I was setting up my buddy's humidor the other day, and he was like, "What should I keep it at?" And I was like, "Listen, rule of thumb, you don't really want anything like critical alert is over seventy-five. Critical alert is over seventy-five. But if you want to keep it at seventy and seventy, usually because people like like." easier things to remember i said keep it at 70 percent humidity 70 percent the temperature and you're good to go i said if it glow if it goes anything below 65 or 64 you know you might be in a little bit of trouble but it keep- really come it really comes down to this it's personal preference and is the cigar smoking the way that and burning the way that yeah. you want it to burn let's see what do they say right here? like if your cigar is burning a little uneven or if it's not holding a light it may be too moist um if it's kind of sucking down and it's and it's Get harsh flavors, it may be too dry. So it's really up to you and your palate. Like, most I keep mine have... about 69, 69. It's around where I keep mine. Yeah. Um, and it also depends on the climate that you're in. If you are in a very hot and humid climate, you might want to keep them a little bit uh, on the drier side because you're already in a, a humid climate. Yeah. Right. But if you're in a super, super dry climate, your cigars are probably going to arrive a little bit drier than normal and you want to keep them a little bit higher humidity, right? And also, most humidors are going to have different types of tobaccos. You're going to have Maduros. You're going to have Connecticut's. So right. I think like – Different regions, Nicaragua, yeah. Dominican, Cuban. So I think where the rule of 70% comes from is that like that's just kind of like the general starting point because unless you have one type of cigar throughout your whole humidor, then like Maduros, right? Maduros usually um, – I hope they have a lot more flavor and it's a little more rougher and tougher. So having it at a, at a lesser uh, humid, humid, humidity – you know, it would be better as opposed to maybe uh, a Connecticut. And another tip, another way that you can think about it is it also depends on um, how long until, you, until you're going to smoke it. Like, for mm-hmm. instance, are you going to take the cigar out and put it in your pocket and then smoke it like at a wedding three hours later? If that's the case, then you might, depending on the climate, let's say you, you're, you're in a drier climate, right? You're going to smoke a wedding and it's a very dry region. You might want to have your cigar a little bit on the higher side, 72, 73, so that when you take it out and you put it in your pocket, by the time it gets to the time to the point when you're going to smoke it a few hours later, the humidity is going to drop because you're in a drier climate. So now the cigar might be closer to a 68, 69. Mm. Vice versa, if you're in a very hot and humid climate, you might want to keep it at the 65 level so that when you take it out and wait three hours, it's going to be co- it's going to come back up. You know what I'm saying? If you're at like 75% and then you take it out and it's, and it's 85% humidity outside, then that cigar is just going to keep – you know what I'm saying? So you kind of have to – it's all personal preference and it's all experimental. You know what I'm saying? No, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I like this one. Uh, hit, hit, hit is me with it, it Attack of the dot, dot, dot. This is Cigar mold? Aficionado. Yeah, mold. So this is the, the phenomenon about plume or bloom. All right. So, well, we'll, we'll preface it with this. Plume is a very, very rare case, okay? Yeah, so I I usually say it's it's I've and I've seen plume on a few of my cigars, but before you freak out and think it's mold, usually if it's plume on your cigars, it's kind of like a dust. You can kind of just wipe it right off. And there's like a very heated debate whether it's mold, whether it's debate, and uh, whether it's mold, whether it's plume. You know, people just like Michael Jordan and freaking LeBron James. People like will go tit for tat for it. My perspective. 
If it's not wiping away, if it's got like greenish or bluish look, that's fucking mold. It's yeah. got like a little white little crystallization. You can wipe it off. It's fucking plume. And and most of the time, people will be like, oh, this is plume. It's so it's most it's most of the time not. Like you need to have a cigar in the perfect climate for a long period of time for the oils to surface to this to the to come to the surface of the wrapper mm-hmm. and to generate this very white powdery dust. Doesn't happen very often. It needs to be v- aged perfectly. So a lot of times people are like, oh, this is this is plume. It's not. Like, that, oh, I had this cigar for six months. So if it's aged, not like, plume, what is it? Mold? Mold, yeah. Like most of the time that we had, what's his name? Jonathan Fyant on here and he schooled us on this. He goes, listen, yeah. most of the time people are going to say it's it's not. He goes, that's a, a rare case. It's a, it's a beautiful case if it happens. But a lot of times, like, the average cigar smoker is not going to have plume on their cigar. Yeah. Okay? You need, like, a cigar fixing. I always got cigars in there for five years that have been perfectly untouched. They'll have some plume on them. But uh, to Eric's point is if it kind of just brushes away, then it's fine. But if it's, like, in the foot of the cigar or yeah. it's in, no go. I mean, I, me personally, you know, not everyone can agree to this, but, like, you can kind of just tell without really knowing what plume or mold is. Yeah, like plume it, doesn't really look like mold. Yeah, mold is it looks like like you look at the foot of the cigar and you kind of see like cobwebs almost at the foot of the cigar. You're like, fuck, that's mold. That's my cigar. It's done. I'll throw it out. But and plume is just kind of like a coating, like a like you almost like blow a, it off, like like if like if you sprinkled like, flour on it, like a nice little snow, like a little little snow dust came. Yeah, like here, here's the way. You ever you ever you ever get a very light dusting of snow? Yeah. Well, you've gotten it right. And you go outside and you look on your car and you look on your windshield and it's just like a very light, light, light powder. And it just kind of, you take one windshield wiper, it goes whoosh, gone. That's what plume is. Yeah. Plume is like a very, very light dusting that just goes, whoosh, blows away in the wind. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So here's another one. You don't need a humidor to keep your cigars in good smoking shape. True. So, so here's, here's something. This article says that this is a myth. It says that, yes, you do need a humidor. However, I disagree with this. I agree, too, because I was just going to say. Yes, I disagree with this. I've seen plenty of other people, my father included, they don't even have a humidor. I've seen other people just have plastic bins with the little gasket uh, top that locks in. Yes, I would say gasket is key. Yeah, it has to lock in. It has to have that little click. Um, And you have the Bovita packs, and they just keep it in a dark. It keeps absolutely fine. And they just keep it cool. I know guys, especially guys that buy, like, boxes and boxes of cigars, they'll have a humidor. And the humidor, you know, let's say you have a big one that can hold a 1,000 cigars. If you're buying boxes and boxes at a time, you can't fit them all in there, right? If you already have 10 boxes in there, you know, that's 200 cigars. And let's say you have more cigars on on the top shelf. You can't fit them all in there. So if you're buying five, ten boxes at a time, I've seen them. They have these big freaking bins, just like like the big storage bins, not even the little ones, the big storage bins. And they throw them in there, and they have a bunch of Bovita packs. They'll get like those big 300-gram ones. They throw them in there. They put them in a cool place, dark place. They're fine. So this says it's myth, but I agree that you don't need. Yeah, I don't I don't think you need. And we've actually done a video on that. It was one of our popular videos on how to store cigars without a humidor, so. I agree. Here's another one. This is 100% a myth. The more you pay for a cigar, the better it is. Of course not. Come on, man. I, could pay, I can buy a $5 cigar and be better than a $100 False. cigar I pay for. False. Uh, let's see here. Um, storing cigars in the refrigerator. Have you ever heard that one? Uh, what kind of refrigerator? Because I have a cigar fridge. No, no, no. I, I think they're referring to... Like your actual refrigerator? Let's see. I, yeah, no. I, don't, I, do uh, don't do that. Don't do that. 
he said, pull up one of my fridge. And I was like, yeah, talking about actually in the fridge. Although I will say this. So if you have a cigar fridge, that's that's fridge is actually designed to hold cigars. And it's it, it says fridge, but it's not a fridge like you hold food in because the temperature in there in a cigar fridge is going to be, you know, 65 to 75. You can set it. But the temperature in your fridge is much colder than 65. Temperature in your fridge is like 45 degrees, yeah, right? 30, 40%. Uh, um, and then in the freezer, it's much colder than that. But I will say that you can utilize a freezer fridge if you have bugs in your cigar. If you, oh. For the off chance that you are the unlu- an unlucky person that has tobacco beetles, which is inherent in cigars because they don't use they can't use pesticides obviously because it's an all natural organic plant you're not going to use pesticides when you're trying to smoke these things so you're going to have bugs and occasionally you can have a, a, a tobacco beetle you can have an egg inside your cigar and if you don't keep the cigar at the right temperature and the right humidity the egg could hatch right if you're too humid you're too hot you basically have an incubator the egg could hatch and you could have beetles that ruin your cigars if this does happen you can use a freezer and a, a fridge to kill off the eggs that haven't hatched. So if you have this case and you find your cigars, you'll see they have a hole in them. That means that the tobacco, you know, they have a beetle in there. But you have some cigars that don't have holes in them. You're like, well, I got beetles in here, but these cigars don't have holes. You can save them. You can take them, put them in your freezer, and this will drop the temperature all the way down, kill off anything that's in there. And then you can take them from your freezer and put them in your fridge to slowly bring the temperature back up and then you can take them and put them um, out in like room temperature bring them and you can slowly bring them back up so I, I've process heard, it's a process I heard of uh, you can do that but you know that's again the rare chance that you happen to have a beetle and then you don't ha- and you actually have cigars that weren't ruined um, I've seen this one a few times Cuban cigars are rolled on women's thighs what what the hell is even that? What the hell is even that? Daddy, chill. Yeah. Have you ever tried to roll a cigar on your thigh? It's fucking impossible. What, where did that even... Does it say where it came from? No. Well, and I'll read that because I think that I think it does. No, I no. read it. I read it. I saw it. It says it right here. Oh, it says it. Have you... Okay. I thought I had a little bit more. No, I, I've seen it on, the, on another one. Hold Stupid. On. Oh, here you go. Cuban cigars were rolled on the naked thighs of virgin women. That's a big falso. It would be nearly impossible to get anything resembling a straight cigar if that were true. But you can. Drink. That's a negative, Ghost Rider. That's a negative cotton. Yeah, no. I mean, your your thigh is only so big. I mean, you got to be like eight hundred pounds. You have a fucking big. Got them thunder thighs. You got to get a thigh like this big to roll a fucking. Yeah, cigar. I got them tree trunks. Yeah, no, that ain't that ain't happening, boy. That ain't happening. So I think that's all the myths, man. Yeah, those are like the real common myths that I think that. I think you that's find. all the myths that all we the, have for today. Myths. Yeah, Cuban cigars, the okay. best neck. It's a shorter episode, but it's fine. I mean, it was a good one. It was okay. good. Um, it was good. Um, what else? Damn, I'm dying. God, you're fucked up. No, no. I, I think we kind of went through them all. I think. Uh, let me just give it one, th- one more gander out here. No, I think, I think that'll do, Cotton. I think that'll do. Tipping cigars and whiskey. How about that one. I don't know if that's a personal preference, but I don't think you should. We've done a video on this. Check yeah. our YouTube channel. Check out the shorts. We've done a video. So Cigars are meant to be enjoyed together but separately. It says here, d- decades ago, before advancement in cigar humidification made storage consistent and practical, it was tough to find a properly stored cigar. In order to cut the cap without the whole thing crackling and unraveling, the head had to be moistened, and a quick dip in a glass of hard liquor was the easiest way. Today, in the era of proper cigar storage, this is unnecessary and will mask the true flavors of your cigar. So maybe back in the days. Back in them good old days. But not anymore. 
So right, that's well. going to do it. Those are some of the common cigar myths. Truth, false, debunked, factoid, fact not, or fiction. Factoid, fact not, whatever you want to call them. But we hope you found it informative. We hope you liked this video and podcast. Uh, if you liked it, give it a thumbs up. If you're not following us and subscribe to us on YouTube or Spotify or Apple, click that subscribe button. Give it a thumbs up. And, uh, you know, we haven't had a couple – I think the last time we had a review on, on Apple was uh, about like four months ago. Give yeah, us come a, on. What are you guys doing? Come give, on. Give us a nice review. Come on. I think, we're, I think we're at like 69, 70 reviews, all five stars for the most part. Give us a nice review. Let us know what we think of the podcast. Become a member on the, on the website. Uh, we got blueprints there. You get discounts discounts to all our partnering stores you get entered into a monthly giveaway this month uh, of july we're giving away a signed canvas from your boys so uh support support a good cause we appreciate it thank you guys and gals for listening cheers chin chin and salute oh.